Hey, everybody. I'm Tim Benermius, and this is NPR's Book of the Day. What does it mean to be immortal? It's a question that serves as something of a motivation for Cyrus Shams, the character at the heart of the novel Martyr by Kaveh Akbar. Cyrus has had a rough go of it, suffering from a number of personal challenges, including the death of his parents and battling addiction. And it's against this backdrop that Cyrus looks to find some kind of solace through poetry. But he runs into challenges along the way. In this interview with Weekend Edition host Scott Simon, Akbar discusses the forces that shape Cyrus and the role that art can play in honoring a life and quite possibly saving it too. Here's Scott Simon. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveRight, publishers of Left for Dead, Shipwreck, Treachery, and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Cyrus Shams is both the son of the Middle East and the American Middle West, who's been instilled with tragedy. His mother, Roya, was aboard Iran Air Flight 655, which was shot down by mistake by the U.S. Navy during the Iran-Iraq War in 1988. He and his father, Ali, wind up moving to Indiana, where Ali works, overworks, really, at a poultry farm and dies from a stroke. Cyrus becomes a drunk, drug addict, and a poet, not a totally unprecedented combination. But at the age of 30, he is sober, restless, and still in Indiana and thinks there might be one path left to deliver himself to a kind of immortality. Martyr is the name of the debut novel from Kaveh Akbar. He's also poetry editor of The Nation, teaches at the University of Iowa, Randolph College, and Warren Wilson College, he joins us now from Iowa City, Iowa. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. And that that flight, of course, is a novel, but but Iran Air Flight six five five was shot down in nineteen eighty eight, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was shot down by the USS Vincennes, a U.S. naval warship. They say that they mistook it for um, a military plane, and they shot it down. And all two hundred and ninety passengers on board were killed including 66 children. Does Cyrus feel doomed or spared? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think one can feel doomed and spared, doomed to the same ineffable resting place that awaits us all, and also spared from dying of addiction, from dying aboard that flight with his mother. So both. Cyrus has a poetry project in mind. Uh, is he hoping that will deliver meaning or immortality or or what? Art is a mechanism by which people have sought immortality for millennia. The idea that we could store our intelligence and our stories in language, meaning in each other, outside of our brains means that we could transmit stories to family members that we would never know who would be born after we died right and that's as close as i know of any human being ever achieving corporeal immortality and so cyrus is intensely interested in that he's also interested in some kind of martyrdom 
right? Not necessarily religious martyrdom or theological martyrdom, but martyrdom for a divine that might be more terrestrial, right? Whether it be justice or land or dignity or family um, or art. He's suicidally sad, but he doesn't want to waste his suicide. He had an uncle who was once the angel of death. That must leave an impression. Yeah, so the uncle in the book during the Iran-Iraq War, he has a job where every night after the battle, he gets on a horse and wears a long black robe and he wants to give people a glimpse of the angel of something celestial and holy in their dying moments to uh, embolden them in their dying, to persuade them to die with dignity. He, that's his job. That's his job in the army. Does he hope it gives people meaning? The way the Iranian government yoked itself to cultural and religious ideas around martyrdom and harnessed those towards its own sort of propagandistic ends is a story that I only glance upon in this book, but could be the subject of, you know, a million graduate theses. I laughed out loud, and maybe I shouldn't have, of some of the sections of the book where Cyrus has a part-time job to educate doctors in which he plays patients who have to get bad news. He's great at that. Mm -hmm. uh, am I right to think that this is probably not something he should be doing in his current frame of mind? <laughs> well, yeah, so Cyrus is a medical actor who doctors train giving patients bad news by giving Cyrus bad news. And then he plays all these different characters. And yeah, I mean, his best friend in the novel is named Z and Z thinks that Cyrus shouldn't be doing it because he's not necessarily in a good state of mind for it. And I appreciate you for saying you found the book funny too. I do hope that it doesn't feel like a relentlessly dour slog. I mean, my experience of life on the planet Earth is private joys amidst collective grief and private grief amidst collective joy. Addiction looms over this, this, this story almost as much as martyrdom. Cyrus at one point writes for a drunk, there's nothing but drink. There was nothing in my life that wasn't predicated on getting drunk. Which raises a difficult question. Does he see martyrdom as a way out with a little more, I don't know, a little more style? Sure, absolutely. I think that you're two choices as a person in recovery are to relapse or to die sober. And you only really win recovery by dying sober, right? The, the entirety of your life is just a million trillion opportunities to relapse. I am a person in recovery. I've been sober for 10 years, but it can be exhausting. And I think that there is a part of Cyrus that feels very, very exhausted. May I say something just from a family who's been touched by this? Of course, we're talking. Good for you. Ten years, <laughs> good for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done and the most worthwhile thing. And everything else is made possible by that. The cat on my lap, the phone in my hand, the book that we're talking about. You turn over the last page of this book, you know a lot more Iranian poetry than you did when you first started out. <laughs> yeah, it's the, was that, the was that also in your grand design? Well, I mean, uh, the the poet Lee Young Lee says syntax is identity. 
right? Which means that the way that I talk is inflected by all of my geographies and all of my genealogies and all of my histories and every movie I've ever seen in the order that I see them and every book that I've ever read in the order that I read them, right? And obviously Persian poetry looms large in my consciousness as does Sonic Youth and EPMD and Erica Badu and Jean Valentine and all the other cultural reference that appear throughout the book. That particular regard for the Iranian poet Ferdowsi? Of course. There's a large biographical beat in the book that orbits him, but he's the great. He's the progenitor of so much else in Persian culture. The joke is every Iranian household has two books, the Quran and the Shahnameh, you know, Ferdowsi's great book, and only one of them gets read. <laughs> <laughs> the poet, and now novelist, Kava Akbar. He's written a novel, Martyr. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Scott. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little breaks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.